Welcome back. I'm Jenny Fielding, and this is Techstars IoT. Today, we're speaking to the amazing Ginger Zhang, the CEO and founder of Dronesmith. Dronesmith is one of the 10 companies that was selected for the incoming Techstars IoT Accelerator program. We're going to learn more about Dronesmith as a company and hear Ginger's insights on the last two years of developing Dronesmith. So welcome, Ginger. Hi, Jenny. So tell us a little bit about Dronesmith and what services it provides to its users. Yeah, sure. So Dronesmith, we provide drone developers with a link in infrastructure between software and hardware as facilitated by IoT, and our products are designed to take the complexity out of developing these applications by providing users with a framework that will enable them to focus on their ideas and main areas of expertise. Okay, so when you say complexity, what exactly does that mean? Do you want to help developers not invent the wheel? Is that part of what you're talking about? Yeah, and actually that was the origin of the idea because um, when we started the company about two years ago, there were a lot of other drone startups. Everybody's actually reinventing the, a lot of the two sets, and we thought it would be a good idea to actually just aggregate that and provide that as a platform so future developers can have a lower barrier for entry. Can you just tell me a little bit more about how it works? Yeah, so basically we mask the complexity of the hardware itself and turn that into actually APIs so that companies, let's say even such as Cisco or Ericsson, when they are looking at building out drone applications, they don't have to build things from ground up from, you know, designing motors, you know, like the drone platform, and they can just use APIs. It's very much like Twilio. Got it. Twilio for drones. I like it, Ginger. So tell me a bit about your background and how it led to you creating Dronesmith. My background is actually in mechanical engineer. Nothing to do with drones. I was actually a solar engineer, but I was a project engineer in when I was in college in a solar smart IoT enabled uh, home design. Towards the end of my college career, I was looking at doing a startup, and my co-founder was working in uh, using drones to do radiation detection in nuclear power plant, and that was my first exposure in drones. So we started the company on kind of a, two visions. One is that we truly think that drone is one of the frontier tech that can make a lot of impact. And the second is, you know, we want to enable more developers who were like us to really just build out awesome technology. We're just hearing about drones all the time. It seems like it's a huge opportunity. So where do you see drones in the future, and how are you guys capitalizing on this transformation? We really see that drones are just part of the IoT ecosystem. Drones are edge devices, and we see them actually as uh, flying sensors. So the way we see it through our lens is that, let's say, you know, you have a building. Normally, they already have, let's say, embedded sensors on that do some sort of building automation. But now with drones, you can actually extend those static points actually into flying platform to get to areas where you can't reach and to give you more insights. So that's our view of the drone. So we see really linking between drone and business processes and other operation software and other human activities is really the trend and future of how to use drones. Wait, so drones don't necessarily have to be flying? 
That's a great question. So there's one of actually our user. He's actually using a drone boat to chase away ducks in golf courses. He actually has that business is because golf course owners really don't have a good solution. You know, besides hiring people actually chase away those ducks, and that really costs a lot of manpower. <laughs> so his autonomous boat idea, his autonomous boat is actually a drone boat. Use the same hardware. Use actually some of a lot of our same software. So no, drones are not just flying platforms. Chasing away ducks. Okay, so you've told me about some really interesting use cases that are more impactful to society. What are some of your favorites? One of my favorite is actually search and rescue. If you think about it, right now, you know the teams usually just on the ground and they have to hire helicopters, you know, from if they are in the air. But if you actually have a fleet of drones that's you know with pre-planned flight and have like thermal camera on board, and then. Let's say when it find like a hotspot, and then it can translate that information back to the operation team, so that the team can get to where exactly that GPS location is. Really enable a more intelligent and efficient operation. One of the companies that went through my last program, Skyspecs, develops a sensor that prevents drones from crashing, and I noticed that they spent a lot of time in DC over the course of the program, especially two years ago, really looking at the regulatory environment. So talk to me a bit about what the evolution is from a regulatory perspective around drones. It really has came a long way. Two years ago, it was basically a commercial ban. All the companies who wants to operate drones have to apply for something that was called Section Three Thirty Three, and then it takes a long process. You know, just a lot of effort and the whole industry's lobbying effort. Two years later, now actually earlier this year. They passed something called Part 107, so it's in the transition of deregulating, and I think that's really just effort from you know the industry side and you know the government working together in a solution that really protects the public safety. And that's actually Skyspecs. Their sense of avoid technology is basically from the technology standpoint and saying you know we have this piece of technology to ensure that public safety the drone will not run into infrastructures or other human. We're protecting everybody in this way. Those are really awesome companies and doing great things. So what do you need to do right now if I wanted to fly a commercial drone? Tell me a bit about the process. On the regular people like public side, I always say you know. No matter what everybody tell you, do your own research. Go to knowbeforeyoufly.com. That's the official FAA site. But if it's a commercial, if it's a commercial operation, yeah, you know, you you go through like a knowledge test and then follow the Part 107 rules. So, getting away from regulations, what's the future of DroneSmith look like? Well, definitely, right now, going through a TechStars program is very important journey for us. We have already gained a lot just in the past week. Um, how better refining our story and positioning ourselves. Like I said, you know, we strive to be the Twilio of drones. Another company we really like is Unity. Unity was one of this also developer tool company that enabled a lot of individual independent developers to create mobile games. So we really strive to do the same for drones to enable more developers to use this useful technology. When I started my mobile company, I was probably one of the only women running a startup in the mobile space. I'd go to conferences, and they'd be like, "Oh, right, there's the mobile chick. You must experience something similar." There aren't too many women running drone companies, which is super awesome. What's that like? It feels awesome, and actually, 
I read something from Grace Hopper, Women in Computing, yesterday. It was actually another female engineer, and she was like, oh, when I was growing up, you know, nobody really just told me that women don't do engineering or women don't do hardware. And so when I found myself in college and found that was not the norm, I was actually surprised. I think I was, I kind of was the same journey for, for me. I always say when I was growing up, I like everything NASA. I love the Mars rover. I actually usually joke about that's my favorite drone. If you think about it, it's a you know, remote robot yeah. that sends back data. I always say right now, it probably look quite unique. But I'm really hoping in the future, it's actually more of a norm and people won't be surprised by that kind of demographic. And uh, because I do see when more girls exposed to science and actually just chase those dreams and stick with it and uh, there will be more. And when people see more of that pattern, they feel more comfortable and hope that will become a pattern. We know that starting a company is super hard. I recently told you the story of starting my own startup. There's lots of highs and lows. So what gets you out of bed in the morning? That's the real question. I actually think it's my team. We have a super bonded early team. Actually, all of us went to school together. Just the team itself, like everybody went through highs and lows together. And everybody kind of believe and share the same vision really motivates me. It's even just like, you know, like moving to New York. To a lot of us, it's life changing and lifestyle changing. So, but for everybody to be excited to hop on that journey and really believe in, I guess, my steering of the you know, company direction or what we're doing is super motivating. That's what gets me out of the bed every day. Great. Well, thank you so much, Ginger. It was great having you on this week's episode, and we learned a ton about drones and the drone regulation environment. Thanks again for joining me for Techstars IoT and stay tuned for next week and our next episode.